Right, good. Hello, Dave here. Now, listen, slight disclaimer. We recorded this episode before Boris Johnson cancelled Christmas. So, if you're wondering why there is no mention of the fact that Boris Johnson cancelled Christmas, despite promising that he wouldn't cancel Christmas, and having a go at the leader of the opposition for suggesting that Christmas should be cancelled, and ignoring the scientific advice that suggested Christmas should be cancelled, and waiting until we were all halfway on the railways or down the motorway before cancelling Christmas, that's because we didn't know about it. We bloody know about it now. Anyway... We hope you have a good time, no matter what. We send you much love. Enjoy this here special babble. We love you. On with it. Good. Good. So you're going to do this then? It's Christmas. <clears throat> it is Christmas. I think it is this Christmas. Is what, this is what the public have been waiting for. What our public deserve. Whether right, they want good. it is another thing, but it's what they're <clears throat> going to get. Right. Good. <clears throat> One, two, three, four. Yeah! Whoa! Hello, listener! Hello, Hello. Dave! Hello, Hello, Dave! Hello, oh, hang on, I'll put, wait a minute. There, that's, right, stop playing the piano now, I'll put the proper music on. Oh, happy Christmas, all. Sorry, what? Happy Christmas, all. Oh, happy Christmas. Sorry, I, yeah. was, I was just pootling along. Happy, oh, no. cri- happy, happy Christmas. Happy bloody happy Christmas. Christmas. Welcome, listener, to Sustainable 2020, or... Sustainer Buble, or perhaps this year, Sustainer Bubble of the Year. We are sustainer your friendly little sustainer bubble. bubblers. Come here for a sustainer bubbled sustainer cuddle. If ever there was a year that needed a bubble and a cuddle, it was this year. This is your traditional, your Yuletide, your annual, your festive, your oh god, it's that time of year again collection of all things that have been superb about 2020 (laughs) and you know there's a long list of things that have been superb about 2020 but don't worry we found we found a few little bits of shit resting in the otherwise (laughs) pile of golden loveliness that has been the last 12 months and we're going to talk about that we've also found some christmas babble because there are two things that are certain about this time of year dave one of them is that companies who should know better but don't say babble-tastic things in their press releases and the other is that coca-cola are a bunch of oh crikey moses uh, i'm just going to get out the naughty recorder Naughty recorder noise. Yes, this week, to spare no expense and with great apologies to the legendary Dickie Moore, all of the Babbles music is going to be done by us. Um, Ollie's going to use both of his chords. Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing a thing. I was going to use both of his oh, chords right, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to use four of my fingers on this flute thing. Recorder. So everything is going to be fine. Uh, yes, that happy vertical Christmas. Flute. A vertical flute. Yes. Also, I'm going to play this instrument as well. So hey. uh, we just wanted to say it's been a tough old year. 
uh, been a tough old year for all of our listeners. Well, maybe not all of you. But we just wanted to give you much love, give you an extra special sustainer bauble of the year. Sustainer bubble with us, and we will take you through some of the year's most festive, most yuletide, most sack-bulgingly, Santa-impressingly <laughs> awful sustainer bubble. Yes? Yes. We are, dear, going to rain, dear, upon Donald Trump's parade. Reindeer! Here we go. What's today? Pardon? What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Well, today is Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. Reasons to be cheerful. No. Uh. B flat. B flat. Listener, as old carries on with that, reasons to be cheerful. Oh, no, oh, I don't God. know what that next chord is. I went that's, wrong. That's enough cheer now out of you, I yeah. think. Yes, reasons okay. to be cheerful. This is the section of the show when we look back at all of the things that have gone well. Some may think that it is named after another podcast. We got there first. I just like it put yeah. on records. We, got, we should be suing. Should we sue? Damn right, Dave. Yeah. I mean, just because he failed to become Prime Minister when I predicted that he would back in 2015, it doesn't give Ed Miliband the right to go and nick our podcast idea. No, it gives you the right to advertise it, apparently. But no, that's right. Yeah, um, that <laughs> doesn't give him that right. No, please, they definitely need more people leaving us to go and listen to them. This is when we look back at things that have gone well. And all the reason to be cheerful is surely that we have put 2020 down the Kazi. Honestly, had enough of that year. And it's not even over yet. I mean, there's, there's still a few days left That's true. for things to go badly wrong. The death of Attenborough is still in the post, I imagine. Um, so oh, be... don't, say that, don't say that. <laughs> well, the more I feel so bad if he dies. Anyway, um, what was I saying? See you later, alligator. I don't know, something about the no. year going bad. Look, anyway, should we recap no, things that... No, shut up. What, I want to what, say a thing. What? I want oh. to say a thing. Um, so what do you make... More seriously, or what do you make of 2020? Because actually, controversial opinion, Ahoy. Play me the controversial opinion, Ahoy, music. Um. <laughs> Very good. Thought you were going to go for the Jim Will Fix It theme, but that'll, that'll work. Um, controversial opinion. A lot, we have said this in Babbles Passim recently, that a lot of good stuff has been going on. I reckon, this year. Um, for example, that Orange Bellend is no longer in charge, or at least is imminently not in charge. China has announced that it's going net zero. Bojo has become a green zealot, although probably a bit, you know, couldn't resist the opportunity, could he? Or Boris, the other day, and having a little pop at your babble. <sighs> yes. Um, singled yeah, out the babble for criticism old... he did singled us out <laughs> he, was doing, he was doing a big old climate summit thing where nothing was discussed and nothing was decided as a sort of prelude to the one at the end of next year where hopefully some things will at least be discussed um, and he decided to set the scene nicely by saying that um, despite having lots of green targets and stuff the UK is emphatically not well not any of this lot we're doing this 
Not because we're hair-shirt-wearing, tree-hugging, mung-bean-munching uh, eco-freaks. So I've got nothing against any of those uh, categories, and uh, mung beans are probably del- delicious. Yeah, so that's you, basically. So uh, don't, don't worry, sustainable <laughs> listener. Boris Johnson is not doing this for you. He's doing it for people who are not hair-shirt-wearing, tree-hugging, mung-bean-munching eco freaks mung bean munching is hard to say well that's like classical education that's why you can say that yeah exactly Mm. um have you ever eaten knowingly eaten mung beans i did it once i indulged i wasn't proud of it there you go did did you inhale (laughs) never inhale a mung bean i'll never inhale a mung bean i experimented with marijuana a time or two and i didn't like it and didn't inhale and never tried it again Yes, uh, well, no, but it's all a bit confusing because, you know, Boris has obviously done some terrible things, not not least in the whole, you know, protecting the population stakes. Um, but he has got all eco, and that is good, and we've banged on about that. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Boris Johnson. Very music. nice. Very nice. There he is in his merry band, the Pied Piper. Uh, so we're pleased about that. And um, I suspect we're going to see more of Green Boris uh, next year. Do you remember he nearly died? That was a thing that happened this year. Do you yeah, remember that? he did nearly die. I've forgotten about Boris nearly dying. That was strange. Yeah. That was strange. I remember texting you saying, like, we probably can't say that thing about him in the podcast, or at least shouldn't, because he might be dead by the time this goes out. Yeah, I said it anyway. And that was a real possibility. Um but uh, there we go. Uh, we didn't say anything bad, I don't think. Uh, what else has happened? Good things, good things. Well, electric cars are bloody bossing it. Yeah. We had that uh, Robert Llewellyn from Off of Red Dwarf and Scrappy Challenge and, more importantly, Fully Charged to come and tell us how electric cars work and how they're going to just boss everything. And they are bossing everything. And more to the point, all those horrible diesel cars are just nowhere to be seen. They are they are clumping uh, towards the scrap heap and they aren't going to be turned into anything else. They're just going to sit there and rot. And that's good. Is it? Uh, so we're pleased about What about all the leaky well, what the not, leaky stuff and the corrosion and the No, I haven't thought this tires. through. My point my point is my point is it's good that people aren't buying diesel cars anymore. Um and that is good. Now, look, nature news, you always you always always Ooh. have a go at me. me? You, Why? Dave, have a go at me for um, get, getting optimistic about, you know, a small mouse or butterfly <laughs> that is fine despite the um, ecological collapse of everything. But this is not small. You know how the Barrier Reef in Australia, in that there land of death and fury, Australia, uh, the Barrier Reef is absolutely nosed, uh because of climate change, because of warming seas, and it's all gone horribly badly wrong. Well... They found another one. Another what? Uh, another reef. Some scientists oh, in it. Australia were... Uh, so, yeah. And it's, a, it's massive. It's about the size of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, and they described really the big. life down there as like a blizzard of fish. So on the one hand, a UNESCO World Heritage Site of absolute global importance is rapidly boiling to the point where it's just going to be a sponge, well, not even a good sponge. On the other, they found a new one that's deeper, and that's fine. What's this you put in here about starlings being in hoffs? Oh, I just really, really enjoyed this. this. 
there were there were a number of um, interesting stories about power cuts that people couldn't understand, including, and this is nothing to do with the environment. There was I a love story this. About, I already know what you're going to say. Village, yes. where <laughs> they, were, they ended up having to get the big boys in from like National HQ to try and work out why the hell everyone's electricity was turning off at six o'clock every night, and it was because some wonderful old boy just had such an ancient telly that every time he turned it on for the six o'clock news or the seven o'clock news, whatever it was, it tripped somehow tripped the entire network and it was oh what a story i just i just love that things like that can still happen. what i love most about that is the idea that that isn't happening to your neighborhood every time you power up your 97 year old mac in order to <laughs> try and try and record splashes of babble on your on your laptop there exactly exactly but related to that there was a story uh, i enjoyed this week as we record, um, about starlings who were doing a big old murmuration. You know what a murmuration is, don't you? Uh, what? Sorry. <sighs> Genuinely. You're... One of the reasons I was shouting so loud is to try and maintain your attention, right. um, but even that didn't work. Murmuration, yes. Uh, a murmuration, it's a, th- a thing like that beautiful... I've got a picture of one in another room, uh, that beautiful thing that starlings do when they all, well, you know, make a big cloud together and they go off like an arrow, like in cartoons. That. Yes. Exactly that. And they have been setting off for their murmurations uh, from electricity lines, wires. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Which, yeah, a nice place to sit. And But because they all leap up at the same time, it makes them all bounce and they bounce into each other and they um, trip and it's been giving people power cuts. And I just think that's a nice expression of nature doing what it can to f*** us over back. But, you know, there were some very, very bad things as well, like all of those wildfires oh, in Australia and in America and assorted other places as well. There was that. There was the great big chunks and lumps falling off the ice sheets all over the world. There was the... What else? What other bad stuff has happened? Other bad things. Hurricanes a go-go. There was hurricanes a go-go. Uh, the amount of places that experienced the strongest storm to ever make landfall like ever Mm. and it's such that i know there's been covid i know i know i know i get it like you can't talk about everything covid is quite a big deal in oh is it november or october i can't remember but one of those months that is traditionally quite chilly the arctic was i think 14 degrees above average for the entire month it was still below zero but that's not the point so bad shit didn't it get to didn't inside the arctic circle didn't it get to 30 degrees at some point in 2020 like in the Arctic Circle. In the summer, yeah, yeah. There, there were yeah, there were insane temperatures. And it's what is scary is that this is the coolest it's gonna be. Like in our lifetimes, however good we are at, you know, actually getting our shit together and stopping emissions, this, this is as good as it gets. It's gonna it's gonna get hotter and scarier. And that is the mm. thing which freaks me out. Um, but big, big love, big love and best wishes and everything to the good people i was going to say of australia but frankly of everywhere who have experienced like shocking fire particularly fire and we would everyone was talking about this in january before that old lurgy came along and gnawed everything up to use words that david used and i seem to have adopted as my own um but the fires were the big deal for good reason because like just just bad just apocalypse and i think I think in the Amazon, the fires this year have actually been worse than last year, but no one's been talking about it. And it's um, it's scary. So big love to anyone who is trying to do something about it or just trying to survive it because, man, that shit is, well, shit. 
sustainable of the year. It's beginning to but oh, it is the most babbly time of the year. What does Christmas mean? Babble. Babble, that's right. And there are two things we can always rely on at Christmas. We're going to come to one of them in a minute. But the other one is really, really unusually shit press releases, right? And this year we have been served a double helping. We have been served babble stuffed inside nonsense, stuffed inside gibberish, all carefully sliced and arranged with vegetables of bollocks. Uh, And this is... (laughs) A press release. I'm not on principle. I'm, this is one of those press releases that is like being done by insert company here, right? And company is like, you know, some... It's got nothing to do with, frankly, survey methods for a start, right? But it's like trying to sell you some shit you don't need. We're not going to advertise them on principle, but we are. I almost want to do it because their survey is so bad, but I'm not going to do it. They, <laughs> they did this thing. And you know how sometimes you hear people there used to be a lot of this in environment world and there's less of it these days when people are basically saying you know this thing that is shit it's not actually it's really good and you go oh okay great i'll just write a new story about how it's really really good then and then you look at the actual numbers and you go now hang on a minute your numbers say this thing is shit this thing (laughs) you say isn't shit look here see what you've wrote here that means it is shit for example this survey says one in four people It says, uh, after a challenging year, one in four people are grateful for not having to attend awkward Christmas parties! Exclamation mark. One in four. So the point they're trying to make there is that, I mean, they're implying, they're they're implying heavily that, like, the majority, or at least a plurality, to use a, a technical term, are up for, like, not having to go to Christmas parties, but... There is one rather obvious question which that stat begs, which is, what about the other three in four? Yes, or indeed the majority, depending on most people, depending (laughs) how you want to word it. (laughs) Similarly, um, after a challenging year, almost half of us, 45% of us, are grateful for being able to relax at home. Which means... (laughs) Which presumably means... Which means the majority of us have had enough of being at home and want to be (laughs) in the pub. Or somewhere else. Do you mind me asking why? I'll tell you why, because it's balls, that's why. <laughs> it's complete balls. Oh, God. I know. I mean, it's admirable in one sense, isn't it? It's like, right, well, the story we want to tell here is that everyone's kind of fine with things being shit. So we'll just tell that story, even though we've paid probably quite a lot of money to survey 2,000 people who have emphatically told us that they don't like things being shit. Yes. And they want to be in a pub and they want to go to Christmas parties. But, oh, Oh, many, according to the same survey, many people are re-evaluating their decisions this year and opting for a more sustainable approach to Christmas. Many people, oh, many people, (laughs) one in ten Brits intends to use homemade wrapping paper. One in ten that's many. One, that's many. <laughs> that's many. One in ten. And, and as we all know, intentions inevitably lead to actions. 13% of people intend to give chutney. What? Yeah. 13% plan on making their own presents to give, such as chutney. Bollocks. 13% Bollocks. of people. Hang on a minute. I'm, doing some, I'm doing some sums. Wait a minute. You carry on. Explain your chutney story. I know you've got one. Oh, well, I did this one year. One year when I was like, no, enough of this rampant consumerism. I refuse to buy into all this consumerism, at least where other people are concerned. I I don't have a problem with consumerism when it's buying myself nice things. But so one year I said, right, everybody, you're getting a lovely, thoughtful, homemade, 
edible gift, so no waste, no nonsense. And I made chutney for everybody, and I, I was genuinely proud of myself. And I presented it with great fanfare, you know, little jars, little labels. Here you go. Here's your chutney, a gift that I made, that I spent time on, that I didn't just go and spaff money on in Oxford Street or whatever. And everyone went. Thanks, I suppose. Um, but I did, did you get my email? Because I sent round a list of things that I want, and chutney wasn't on that, but other things were. Did you? Did you get that email? Ungrateful bastards. Hey, oh, hey, oh, so we should do um, a thing that we want to hear from Babble listeners about is whether you'd like us to do any different T-shirts. We've got our Babble T-shirts. They're nice. We've had them for a while, though. Maybe you would like something different. Maybe you'd like some Babble slogans or some Babble faces. Maybe you'd like Ol and Dave on a T-shirt. Or maybe we should make sustainer chutney. What about it? We could make oh. we could make some sustainer chutney. Oh, yeah, you could get, you could have a little production line. Get baby old screwing the lids on. Get baby old two stirring the chutney. It'd be great. You could post it out. You could take some money from every item sold, and I'll have the rest. And it would be fantastic. It'd be all good. Do you know what happened yesterday after uh, after I got off of work, came downstairs, and within five minutes, baby old one had knocked over the Christmas tree. I've I've never seen a Christmas tree knocked over inside before, and it like it happened. And then, baby old two had shat on the carpet. <laughs> so if though if they're the people that you want making your chutney, then yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Five point five eight million people. Oh, that's how many people, according to this survey, are now planning to make chutney, um, which just seems unlikely to me. Seems unlikely. Dear God, no! Gather round the hearth, children, and let me tell you a story about the spirit of Christmas, which, as you know, isn't love. It isn't the baby Jesus. It's Coca-Cola. It's a very, very large conglomerate that has managed to make the image of an old man in a red jacket somehow theirs, that has done more somehow, and I don't know how the hell it's done it, to make people think that fizzy, carbonated, sugary water is what the baby Jesus would have wanted. Coca-Cola roll. Now, usually, in normal times, it's easy to poke Coca-Cola with a hypocrisy stick because they're always out there driving their massive big truck around. What is the spirit of Christmas? And all the waifs are following in its wake and asking for Daddy Coca-Cola to chuck them a can or two out of the back. And you can point at them and say, that's all a bit horrible, isn't it? But this year, I'll, what with COVID... I did that, by the way. What did you do? I did that. I engaged with my local Nextdoor. Do you know the app Nextdoor? Oh, It's like kind no. of social media, but expressly for bigots. And um, I engaged with it and some people... I was an, I was an, I was an arsehole. I'm not proud of this. Some people who Fantastic. were just pleased that they got to take their kids to go and see something shiny were like, oh, the Coca-Cola lorry's coming to town, like, so excited. And for some reason, <laughs> I thought... I've got a shit on that. I shouldn't, let that <laughs> I shouldn't let that go, you know. Single-use plastic, they're all bastards, yeah. they're just greenwashing. Like, I'll, I'll just sort of put... And, and it was a point when I think Greenpeace had done a brilliant 
um, kind of subversive Coke ad and I was all excited about that. And so I just posted that. I was like, you know, Coke aren't all that brilliant. And this poor person just replied going, I, j- I just wanted to take my kids to see something exciting. And like, I'm, you know, we're all worried about the planet, but do one basically. And I thought... Quite right too. You are you are one hundred percent right. Quite right um, too. So I've I've refrained from posting anything ever again. Yes. Well, in a spirit of letting people have a little bit of fun at Christmas, I wanted just to talk about what Coca Cola are doing instead of taking their big truck around. All. Um, so what they're doing instead is they are now um, click on that linky, please. They are saying this. Due to current restrictions around the country, our Coca-Cola Christmas truck tour won't go ahead this year. We know this will be disappointing for many people, but we'll continue to share special Christmas moments with you throughout the festive season. We look forward to seeing you at the truck tour again next year. So that's fine, and instead what you can do is you can go to their website and you can do a virtual truck tour. So you can upload a picture of yourself. Now bear with me, all, because I did do this last night. Um, which they will then oh they will then oh, superimpose onto a truck and send you in your email. <laughs> um, so I did this oh, last God. night. I may have had a single malt or two last night. Oh no! But I thought I would send them. You shouldn't be allowed on the internet. <laughs> like you're, you're such a liability on the internet. I thought I would send them a picture of myself for them to put no. onto their truck. Um, would you like to see it? I genuinely haven't seen this. Like This might sound like it's confected, <laughs> but I haven't seen this. And I am honestly worried that like Interpol are already involved. What have you done? <laughs> Don't worry. Fortunately, I can't find the original picture. You will just have to take my word for it. But what you can do is you can read out the response that Coca-Cola gave, which I sent you earlier, um, as to uh, what they made of this picture. Got it? Okay, here we go. So here's the response. <clears throat> Lovely email. From Coca-Cola Virtual Truck Tour. Dear Babble. Oh yeah, I did it. Well, hang on a minute. You did this in <laughs> you did this in our name. Well, you know, why not? Bloody hell. You're gonna get blacklisted, go all in, that's what I say. Dear Babble, a big thank you for taking part in Coca-Cola's virtual Christmas truck tour. Given the nature of the image you created, <laughs> we're unfortunately not able to send it to you. If you'd like to take a different image, please visit the truck tour site to try again. Happy holidays, Coca-Cola. What have you done? I'm I'm anxious about this. What have you done? Send me the picture. What did you send them? Um, I was just having a bit of fun. I didn't realise they actually manually checked it. I didn't realise some poor sod working from home, probably completely disenchanted and had a terrible year, has had to look at me taking the piss out of Coca-Cola. I'm very sorry about that. But I do think Coca-Cola's truck can do one. I think at this time of year, the fact that Coca-Cola claims to be the spirit of Christmas can do one. And if that means that someone somewhere has to look at me doing one... Well, so be it. <laughs> oh, no, you were on the toilet. Was it you doing a poo? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Talking of Coca-Cola, there is a thing I want to so- I want to show both you and me for the first time. Ooh. What is it? Uh, this is... Well... 
we said earlier, two things are sure around Christmas time. One is shit press releases. The other is Coke being Coke. And not only do they do their truck tour thing, they also put out a swanky Christmas advert. Now, I haven't seen this advert, but what I have heard is Mrs. O reacting to this advert on a work call with Mrs. O's colleagues and getting very like uncharacteristically yeah, shouting. Very, very laid back um, uh, lady, you Mrs. O. She is always the voice of reason and calmness um, oh, in face good. of, you know, domestic provocation. Uh, but she got, yeah, she got right up in a pickle uh, in response to this. So have you got the link? Right, what am I doing? Watch, are we watching this together? Yeah, we're going to watch this together. It, this is a this is a two minute advert, so we might not use the whole thing in the edit, but um, we're going to watch it together because I know and you know that Coke are good people and they care about the planet <clears throat> and they don't want to misrepresent themselves as you know a company that doesn't just flood the world with disposable plastic. So after three, okay. we're going to hit play and we'll do a little commentary to see how. Well, can you can you stay calmer than Mrs. Ol is basically the competition here. Right. All right. One, two, three, play. Oh, it's a little girl hugging her daddy. Daddy, I think, is going away. Oh, daddy's going away nice. in the car. Daddy's going away. Oh. He says stop, and she's got him a... Oh, a letter for Santa Claus. Giving him a letter to post... Presumably wind to turbine! Oh, he's going off to... He works tur- on a wind turbine. He's going off to a wind turbine, drinking Coca-Cola on his wind turbine. Lunchtime. Drinking Coca-Cola from a glass bottle, which you can't get anywhere. Don't see any disposable plastic in there. Now he's got the letter, and he's seen an opportunity to get the... He's on a boat. Hang on, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, this goes on a bit, listeners, okay. so I'm going to spare you from having to sit through this. What basically happens is Bloke gets a letter from his little girl before he goes away to work in a wind turbine uh, saying, give this to Santa Claus, please. So he goes off, works in a wind turbine, sees opportunity to go to North Pole. In order to get there, has to battle through all sorts of stuff. We rejoin the advert when he has actually got to the North Pole, but Santa is not here. But who is here, Dave? The Coca-Cola truck's here! Better than Father Christmas! (laughs) Ah, the Coca-Cola truck. So Father Christmas was out. The Coca-Cola truck was in. And the letter says, Dear Santa, Please bring bring home Daddy for Christmas. (gasps) You bastards! Oh my God. This Christmas, give something only you can give. Coronavirus. No, no, Coca-Cola. Sorry. Wow. So. Wow. Let's just run. Let's just run through a few things that were featured in that advert, Dave. I've got a few. Yep, we got pristine. Yep. Natural environment. Yes. Check. Um, lovely charismatic megafauna. There was a great big whale in there. Hang on a minute. that for charismatic megafauna okay very good um sustainable renewable energy a, a thriving offshore yeah, wind, wind industry thriving offshore wind in- yeah very good yeah green things good this uh all sorts of green things a glass reusable coca-cola bottle Just, oh i have interest if a glass coca-cola bottle goes up the arsehole of a turtle is that better than if it was a plastic one just out of interest yes right fine yes good that's what um who's that guy that used to be married to Katie Price? Russell Brand. The Cage Fighter. That's what 
No, what? He wasn't married to Katie Price. Alex Reed. No. That's what he did, apparently, according to Katie Price. Katie Price? Who's Katie Price? Jordan. When you say Jordan, then. Who's the, who's the woman what did the song about fireworks? Katie Price, wasn't That's it? Katie Perry. Oh, Perry. Right. Katie Perry. Good. Okay, sorry. K- Katie Price is also known as Jordan. Right. She was at one point married to a former cage fighter called Alex Reed, and she alleges that he enjoyed having um, reusable glassware put inside him. Has Edwina Curry got a view on that? Don't know. Hmm. If somebody with a deep voice phoned me and demanded all my friends' details, I probably wouldn't give 16. them either. Anyway, can we get back to the topic at hand? My my point is, they are just triggering every kind of like happy association with good things about the environment all wrapped up in a homely kind of daddy doing everything he possibly can for his little girl and then obviously coke playing the heroic role at the end of it bloody hell that takes some nerve to like to literally feature the marine animals that your product is screwing over on an industrial scale to at the only time that you focus on what you actually sell, it to be a glass bottle which literally nobody can buy anywhere. You can't get Coke in a glass bottle anywhere. To have no, absolutely no featuring of the plastic nonsense that goes up whales' bottoms. And to then just focus your entire film on all of these beautiful bits of the planet, which in reality are being destroyed by the scourge of single-use plastic. I, I just think... I think Mrs. O was right to be cross, basically. Then she knocked on the door of a handsome young prince named George, who gave her all his massive collection of Christmas presents, and she lived happily ever after. Hi, I'm Arabella, and you're listening to Sustainable. Things that went well, and things that could have gone better. Hang on. It's hard, this. Yeah, turns out we couldn't remember how to play that one. Or indeed, no. any of them. Anything. Yes. Right, this section is usually about us um, as opposed to the rest of the podcast which is not at all inward looking uh, but it, yeah usually we, we're like reflecting on things that we've said which turn out to have been ridiculous yes. um, but we're not doing that this week it just seemed like the most appropriate name for some really quite important things that have happened yes. in environment world yes. very recently so we're putting away the silliness uh, for a minute so no more silliness for a minute you we put, are put, I put down my shitty Look, flute and you put this, down this your bongos this is my silly tambourine yes there you go, it's down and it's off. Fine. Um, so there was a big day on whichever day it was where two things got announced. And these were things where other people, like judgy type people, were deciding things. Now, in the first case, uh, this was a thing we've talked about a lot on this podcast. It is whether or not that there Heathrow Airport is allowed to build a new runway. You may think this has been decided. It hasn't. It never will be 
it's just the world's on longest ever decision. So where are we at? I'm bad at taking I'm bad at taking decisions. Heathrow and the government are much much worse. So, the point is, in February yes. there was a thing. There was a, there was a thing right where it went to court, and people taking the government to court said, to court? "You've made a wrong." What de- went to court? I was just about to explain. Oh. I was just about to explain. What's how far back do you want me to go? Well, what is it that you're talking about? Okay, fine. Heathrow. I've told you. I've what told about you. Heathrow? Talk about Heathrow. What about it? Shut up. Shut up. God. What? I just want all you I for want once. For Christmas. Just for all once. I want for Christmas. God for is once. For you to shut <laughs> the fuck up. Fine. Well, you do the rest. But off you go. I won't. I won't, <laughs> okay. I won't play the choric role. I won't get you to explain what you're talking about so that people can understand it. In 2018, the government said that Heathrow could build another runway. Right. When you just say that. In February this year, some judges said, <laughs> actually, you can't. Well, that's rude. <laughs> no, they were talking about the philosopher. However, Heathrow Airport themselves weren't particularly pleased with the judges saying that, so they went to speak to some new judges. Right. Could you do that? (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) And these were judges that were like the top. They're boss-level judges. There aren't higher-level judges than this. Are we talking Judy or Dredd here? I don't get that reference. Judge Judy or Judge Dredd? Which are we talking? Or Reinhold? Where are we? Like, Reinhold... The top. Right, Dread. Dread, yeah. yeah. Um and Judge Judge Dredd was asked to look at that decision again and, and amazingly Judge Dredd said, Heathrow Airport, you've got a point. Actually, back in twenty eighteen, when the government said you can have another runway, that was fine. Thereby overturning what other judges had said in February. So the outcome of all of that is that as things stand, the government are not in a dock for doing something illegal. As things stand, Heathrow Airport is allowed to proceed to the next stage of trying to build its new runway. And the next stage is saying, can we have planning permission? That is already too much information. I won't go further. The point is, anyone who's paying attention to the news or anything knows that the last thing you want to be doing when there's a climate emergency on, and just for anyone who hasn't been paying attention, there's a climate emergency on, the last thing you want to do is build a new airport because airport equals a shit ton of carbon. Which is what the original Judge 1 had said, which is a thing you did not say, right? That you can't do that cause climate change. That was... Sort of. Sort but that of. Was the, but yeah. that was the reason, is they hadn't taken properly into account the fact that they have signed up to the Paris Agreement, which says climate change. Important. That was yes. it. And then Judge yes. 2 has come along yeah. and said, nah, but it weren't, that didn't really matter at the point they made the decision. Right? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's a load of meaningless drivel, isn't it? It's not for me to comment on government policy as the minister. Technicality, technicality stuff. Like we've been, we've been r- wrong-sided by a technicality. Yes. Yes, exactly. And this whole decision, like you talk to lawyers about it, and they are at pains to tell you that none of these judges are taking a decision based on what they call merit. None of them are saying whether it is morally okay, or indeed, even, indeed, even like policy-wise, whether it's okay 
to build a new runway when there's a climate emergency on. That's not the decision they're making. What they're making is a decision about whether or not the government followed the rules, right. followed its own rules, the followed rules. the correct procedure, stupid rules. So they're saying even if the rules are shit, what matters is did they follow them? And boss judge has said, yeah, do you know what? They did. Everyone thinks that's nonsense, but there we go. Now, look, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, and then I'm going to STFU. On the face of it, this is very bad news. And climate campaigners are rightly getting very upset about it and saying, we'll fight this all the way. Absolutely right. Right thing to do. Thing is, this airport isn't going to get built. There is no way this uh, this runway, sorry, is going to get built. Like, Heathrow is down on capacity by like something like 90%. Like They've said they're going to close Terminal 4 next Hang year on, for a whole I'm year. I'm just going to play the sexy airport capacity music. <laughs> Brace yeah, yourself, go. we'll be talking about and loading the... densities in a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you yeah. see? Did you the... see? Talk about Inhofs. Did you see that Logan Air has launched a flight between Glasgow and Edinburgh to stop people having to go on the train? <laughs> did you see that? Do you know how far that is? That's from here to here. That's how far that is. I did. That is I ridiculous. Did see that. Yes, I agree. And I've already shouted so much that if I start shouting about that, my throat is going to fall out. So I just know that inside I'm shouting. Um, yes, but that look, it's not going to get built because Hurry up. the world has changed. Right. Coronavirus has changed everything. But also all of the stuff that's come out since 2018 when they made that decision has been much more climatey. As we've talked about, the government's got a new plan saying we want to slash emissions by 68%. As we've talked about, or maybe we didn't, but anyway, we should have done, the climate advisors have come out saying you basically can't have any more airport capacity anywhere. If you do, you've got to like close down other stuff. So it's not going to happen, is all I'm saying. So it's it's a terrible decision, but also kind of irrelevant. But in order not to happen, some poor sods have got to go and go through all the hoo-ha of taking a legal case again, presumably. So this yes. here legal case yes. has fallen. There is a million logical and potential legal arguments why you can't be building another runway where there's a climate emergency on. But the problem is we've got to go all the way back to square one again and make a case again. And meanwhile, climate change. Yes? Yes. Yes. If we ignore that science and sort of put our head in the sand and think it's all about vegetation management, we're not going to succeed together protecting Californians. Okay. It'll start getting cooler. I you wish just, you just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't think science knows actually. Stupid. You got any better news for me, Al? I do actually. Uh, and this is one like I know we put our silly things down for the last segment, but they are like they are properly down now because this is Le- this is leave, just leave the silly thing alone. Not not silly, not silly stuff. We've talked about air pollution, about stinky air, a lot of times, um, and. One of the things that we've talked about is how you can't actually pin air pollution on specific people dying or specific people getting sick. And that's one of the things that makes it so hard to sort of campaign about because it's all numbers. It's all, you know, tens of thousands of people having certain amount of life years cut from their life expectancy, all of that, blah, blah, blah stuff. Things that air pollution triggers rather than air pollution itself, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's all very abstract and nobody goes into hospital and dies of air pollution or gets sick of air pollution. And that's one of the reasons, in my view, that the UK has still got illegal levels of air pollution because it's it's just not as kind of present as it should be. But 
one frankly amazing, courageous, extraordinary woman whose daughter, so the woman is Rosamond Adukisi Deborah, and her daughter, Ella Adukisi Deborah, uh, who was an like really, really active, fit, high achieving, healthy, you know, she was like a champion swimmer. She just did all of the sports. She had no health issues. She wasn't like a sickly child. And this is something that Rosamond is always keen to point out. Um, she, when there was very high air pollution back in the kind of early 2010s, developed asthma, had horrible, horrible asthma attacks, was constantly hospitalised. And in 2013, she died of a very severe asthma attack. And Rosamond has spent the last seven years basically trying to find out why. And she didn't come at this as somebody who knew anything about air pollution to begin with. But it it was suggested to her at some point that there might be a causation here. And what's happened this week is after what must have been an unbelievably gruelling experience for her, an inquest has been, uh, another inquest has been carried out into, into Ella's death. And it has determined that, yes, air pollution did likely cause her asthma and did likely cause or was a factor in her fatal asthma attack. So that is a very long-winded way of saying that actually you can put air pollution on a death certificate. And it's certainly the first time it's happened in the UK and probably the first time it's happened anywhere in the world. Now, that doesn't make Rosamond's pain and grief any different or better. I don't know. I haven't asked her, but I, I, I'd imagine it doesn't change anything on that front. But But what presumably it does do is make the likelihood that the authorities are going to have to do something more stronger. And that means that potentially more kids, more people are going to get protected. Seven million people around the world die every year courtesy of air pollution. And yes, this was about my daughter getting air pollution on the death certificate, which we finally have. And we've got the justice for her, which she so deserved. But also it's about other children still as we walk around our city of high levels of air pollution. And I hope you heard what the coroner said, that there are still illegal levels of air pollution now as we speak. So this matter is far from over. There we go. So I don't I don't know what else to say about that other than I am full of love and respect and compassion and admiration for Rosamond. Um, it's just extraordinary what she's done. And I'm also really glad that now you can actually say, yeah, this is a thing which kills people and therefore we've got to do something. Like, really do something. Shit, we get sent. Yes, new feature. I've been wanting to do this feature for ages. Do you know what 2020 has brought us even more of than usual? Shit, we get sent. And I don't mean from our wonderful <laughs> Babble listeners, who we love. Please correspond with us. Please email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. Please tweet us at the Babble Wagon. Please find us on the Facebook. Just search Sustainababble. Please camp outside our houses and make little models out of us out of potato and make uh, little Dave potatoes and old potatoes and make them kissy-wissy. Please do all of those things. Um, but if you are, for example, a PR company, and I don't think this is going to be a very fun job, and I am sorry, 
But please stop sending us the shit you sent us in 2020 because life is too short. We got sent some world-class shit off of PR companies. Now, I'm not talking about <laughs> the sort of shit. Like, there's some fairly inexcusably bland stuff that we get, which is usually along the lines of, hey, sustainer space babble, um, we would like to get our chief executive, Randy Bumgardner, to come on your podcast <laughs> and talk about our new spray that we've invented, which cleans the roaches off septic tanks in a green way are you interested i can offer him these times i'm not talking about that because like okay fine that's your job is to sort of do stuff it's just that it's it's some of the tone of some of the shit we've got sent in 2020 that i do think now justifies its own section and we'll, we'll keep the section going but do you want to just talk about our favorite shit we got sent oh yeah yeah and this is exactly it's it's as much the tone in fact it's probably more the tone than the content like I just, I just love how this develops. So, all right, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get Arabella to help us with this, but um, we'll we'll anonymise him for his sake as much as anything else. But we'll call him um, Edwina. So, oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, I came pretty bloody close to not anonymising him. I have to say. I know. <laughs> anyway, well, I know. Yeah, whatever. Look, this is how it starts. All right. Apologies for the cold email, but I'm Edwina, co-founder of Company X, and I've had a few folks mention we should connect. Absolutely love the Sustainable podcast and would love to participate. I mean, fine. That's fine. Fair That's enough. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's fine. Um, um, goes on to do a massively boring pricey of his massively boring um, product, and that's fine. But whatever, you know. Just thing we're not interested in, he's asked us to. So obviously we did the decent thing and didn't reply. Now, that was... Uh, Followed up a week later, five days later, in fact, um, with a slightly more curt one. Uh, so you'll notice you'll notice that the first email began, "Hey, Sustainable." Now it begins, "Sustainable." Sustainable. As a founder, I know how busy things can get, so I wanted to refloat this for you. I would love to tell you more about our journey building Company X. Are you free next Tuesday at one p.m. PT or Friday at twelve p.m. PT for a brief intro call? So he's actually gone to the trouble of of like asking for specific times. I don't know what PT means. Put something to a toilet. Specific time. Oh right, okay. It's not specific times. It's specific. Specific times. times yeah. Um. And, and we didn't reply. <laughs> and like to be clear, we get a lot of shit. We get a lot of wonderful emails and a lot of shit. Like we don't reply to a lot of the wonderful babble listeners that email us, and we're sorry about that. We do read everything. We really do. But we definitely don't reply to shit like this, right? So you know, you would think if you were in the business of cold emailing podcasters that you would get the message. No, no. Sustainable. I'm sorry for the persistence, but we're genuinely trying to save the planet by powering carbon-neutral e-commerce orders. I'm sure you understand what it feels like to have to be persistent for something you care deeply about. Please let me know when you're free this week for a quick call or schedule time on my calendar here. <laughs> I just love the, the cheek of it, of like... I love. He genuinely believes we've done something wrong here, and I, to be honest, when I'm reading it, I I almost feel like we have done something wrong. I'm starting to feel a bit guilty. Stop sending us emails about exactly the sort of stuff that we take the piss out of. With the, the amount of, the amount of times we've had an article on here where we've taken the piss out of something, and the reason we know about it is because you've sent us an email about it, talking about how great <laughs> it is. Right? Just think, or could it possibly be? 
that you don't love sustainable as much as you say you do, and you're just getting us off a list. Take us off your you list. It is possible that they don't love square bracket insert podcast names close square bracket here as much as they say they do. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have listened to all, all 198 episodes or whatever it's been. I listened to your most recent episode on open square bracket. Find out what their most recent episode was, close square bracket. <laughs> and it really resonated with me and I thought I would reach out. Reach out to this. Yeah. Stop reaching out. <laughs> So that is just about it for another episode of Babble, another seasonal episode of Babble, Sustainable brought to you from your loving elves, your little Santa's helpers full of bulging sacks, Dave and all. Thank you very much, all for a year's worth of babbling, despite the travails. Thank you for enduring ropey web connections. Thank you for enduring the travails of a house move which you've managed to keep babbling throughout. Thank you. For, very good. Thank you for putting up with me, and thank you for this beautiful music. We should have got you doing this years ago. It'd be much better, wouldn't it? Ah, oh, very, very lovely. You can get in touch with us. You can send us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on the Facebook, just search Sustainababble, or on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon. And if you want to make our sacks bulge, you can send us a donation <laughs> at Patreon, just like a few other why not it's Christmas Uh, just like so many other people do but we need uh, everyone to chip in and try and keep the running costs of this esteemed organ going up so uh, you can send us a donation at wubblywubblywubbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble and do uh, send us a review on your podcast medium of choice let us know what you've liked what you haven't liked we're coming up to episode 200 of the babble that'll be soon in the new year not too far away at all and what we would love is for you to send us a little 10 second clip of yourself email it to us saying uh, just a little message for Dave and all things you like about the babble something about how brilliant we are that kind of thing finished? hmm Oh, sorry. Yes. Have you done everything? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Thank you to what about, the legendary. Of money yeah, yet? I've done that. Thank you to the legendary Arabella for so nobly reading out the ego guff. Thank you to Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast. It is probably not too late for you to order a copy of Dickie Moore's sensational album under the name Bearcraft called Fabrifactions. What I recommend wholeheartedly. Genuinely brilliant. And Me thank too. you to Me Arthur Dovel for the logo What Adorns this podcast and our merch. Also, probably just about too late to get one of our t shirts, but you can find them on our website and all. Super. Um, well, have a lovely Christmas day. You too, old chump. You too. And let's hope that 2021 is a bit less of a dick than 2021. Oh, imagine if I it's fear, more of a dick. I fear it's going to get worse before it gets better, but I am hopeful long term that I think the second half of 2021 is going to be good. I'm not convinced the first half is. But anyway, Christmas is here. Drink your problems away. Block it all out with Baileys. That is the solution. Don't let people overcomplicate it. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye, all. Goodbye, Babylon. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>